When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi listeners, I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the Fem Fam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. Tonight we're going to count tits. One tit, two tit, three tits. An entire movie full of tits. Every person in this movie is a tit. Whether we're watching an awful TV show, getting in a car and driving away from someone firing at us, or getting surprised by giant meatballs, I'm sure we're going to do those things over and over and over and over again. Like a lot. So let's get ready to be hypnotized, because we're talking about 1988's The Brain on Horror Movie Night. I'm kind of disappointed that Adam doesn't love this strictly due to the fact that it's Canadian as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) This movie starts off with a girl being attacked by a giant brain in her bedroom while her mother watches a self-help guru named Dr. Blake on television. So, like, there's these weird tentacles that are, like, coming out of the walls and her her teddy bear starts to bleed. And uh, she starts... That part is great. That whole part is great. Yeah, she attacks the brain with some scissors only to discover that instead she's killed her mother and then she kills herself. But wait, so I don't think that she attacks the brain. Is the brain in that part? Well, there's like the brain stems that are popping out of the wall. Oh, those are brain stems. Okay. She's stabbing at the tentacle things and then she zones back in and her room's fine and she has stabbed her mother in the chest area, I I guess. I guess, yeah. And then she kills herself by jumping out of the second-story window <laughs> of a suburban house onto the front lawn of a suburban house. Okay. She she commits suicide by gently breaking her ankle. So we jump to the high school and we meet James, who's a brilliant kid who pulls elaborate pranks. And we also meet his girlfriend, Janet. His most recent prank, uh, which is sort of like putting a cherry bomb in a toilet, but it's using science to to make the toilet explode. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. No. We're missing a couple of things here. Okay. Uh, Sorry. Because the TV, we, we okay. So first of all, I have to admit that or not admit, but I have to gloat 
I watched a VHS rip of this on YouTube, and it was the absolute best way to experience it. Because, <laughs> like, it was just grainy and crappy, and the sound was all, like, garbled. You know how it happens on a VHS when you love it real hard and you watch it too much? It's like... It'll talk and then it'll slow down a little, bit. and then go back up. This. <laughs> it was so good. I watched that. Um, I watched that exact same rip. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, I also watched that rip, but I own it on DVD from VHS PS. It's probably the worst VHS PS uh, transfer. I think they stopped it's selling so it because it was so bad. Is it? <laughs> Yeah. So somebody put a VHS rip on YouTube. VHS PS took the VHS rip off of YouTube and put it back on a VHS. <laughs> no, they put it on DVD. Yeah. Uh, okay. Still, that's fucking funny. <laughs> and then they're gonna they're gonna transfer it back to a VHS and then put it on a Blu-ray and Screen Factory is gonna release it. <laughs> Dude, you know I'll buy it, and you know Matt will get two copies for free. Dude, I'm um, so excited for the day that the brain is available on Blu-ray, but that day is never, ever going to come. <laughs> so this is like a really obscure pick, and I really appreciate you picking it, uh, <laughs> because I think that... Uh, you guys kind of forced my hand on this a little bit. I told you that I had watched it for the blog, and you guys were like, holy shit, that sounds amazing, and then I sent you, you a know, picture just, of the brain, and you're I'm like, holy sure shit, we need me. to watch this. That, that wasn't was Adam just and me. I. That was just uh, me. Like, I don't have if, I don't have any enthusiasm for anything in my life. <laughs> uh, yeah. Least of all the fucking brain. Like, <laughs> so um, so we're watching this this uh, Doctor Blake's TV show, and I'm like, how do I know this guy? Oh. The dude from Reanimator that tries to go down on the female lead. Um, I was like, is he going to get decapitated and go down on the Survivor Girl in this one too? Please? But no. Halfway. No, he gets halfway yeah. there. Um, yeah, I, I have a note about that, the, the bear bleeding out of its eyes. And I was like, why is she freaking out? She has a bear that spouts chocolate sauce. That's awesome. <laughs> It's so bad. The whole movie is so bad, but I love it. Uh, so I, it, they, set, yeah, they set him up as this, like, science kid who does all these, like, who's really, like you said, they say that he's, like, brilliant, and then he does that science thing in the toilet. Um, when it's... else in this movie do we ever, ever come back to his intelligence? Only when it's ever. needed for the last, like, two minutes of the movie. <laughs> um, oh, uh, we'll get there, but the whole concept of, like, throwing the sodium whatever in the toilet to make it explode is real hard to swallow. <laughs> well, that it's, prank it's, that prank lands him into having to go to counseling with Dr. Blake because uh, apparently his TV show is just like a local show. It's not, it's yeah. not like a, a syndicated show yet. So so is, the, is this the part where he's in the car listening to the quote-unquote hard rock? <laughs> <laughs> Because it's like the fucking go-go's all over again. <laughs> it's like so light rock. And they're yeah. like, but the person, the, okay the DJ is like, check out this hard rock. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, what's it going to sound like? Is it going to sound like the Trick or Tree soundtrack? Nope. We this new heavy metal track from the go-go's. It seriously sounds like the girl band from Summer Party Massacre too. Like, is this the same universe? <laughs> but yeah, like he also so when he he has those little sodium balls or whatever that he throws in the toilet, he gets spooked when 
the faculty comes into the bathroom and throws it in the trash. Why? I thought he was supposed to be smart. That's why he has to go see Dr. Blake, and he, he hallucinates topless women holding apples. They decide that they're going to send him to Dr. Blake's weird facility, which looks like uh, like a factory for producing chemicals or something. I don't know why he needs this gigantic fucking place. Yeah, um, for a TV and, show. <laughs> yeah, and, and they... He, he he encounters a bunch of other like mental patients there. One guy who's constantly talking about like I escaped and they'll never find me, and then he immediately gets caught every time that he does that. Uh, <laughs> wait, I, but wait, I think that I think that we're skipping um, because the joke that I was getting at was when he hallucinates the the boobies or he yeah the the female assistant um, is holding the apple and. Um, Dr. Blake keeps prodding him and he's like, what do you see? What do you see? Are you sure that's what you see? And it's like, you know, like hallucination incoming. And, and then he sees, she take her top is off and he's like, do you, what do you see? Is it an apple? And he's like, yes. And then he's like, or is it an orange? He's like, no, it's an apple. And he looks again. He's like, well, there's two of them. I was really expecting a melons joke. And I was really disappointed when, <laughs> when he did make a joke about her boobs being melons. But then it was somewhat redeemed by um, some food for thought joke that, that like, he's ru- trying to run out of the facility. I think that's after he talks to that guy who's like, I've gotten away every ten times, blah, blah. Um, he's trying to escape the, uh, the facility. And the woman, he's, like, hallucinating. And the woman's hallucination comes back. And she says something about food for thought. He's, it's 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 almost okay, but then this is when we start seeing the brain scene over and over and over again. When he has these concrete headphones, because <laughs> that's what it looks like. Oh no 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 no! I'm sorry. That's when it's supposed to be on national TV. Okay, here, he 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 doesn't escape from the facility the first time. Or no, you're right. He does. He does escape. Yeah, because and then he goes his to truck. yeah, and uh, which is uh, one scene one. Of him getting in a car, trying to start it. Somebody is behind the car shooting bullets at him. And then he starts the car and he drives away. That then, is going to happen eight more fucking times before <laughs> this movie is over, man. That happens so fucking many times. Uh, okay. well, um, but, we're, we're skipping over when they first reveal this brain. Because they reveal this brain... Oh, because then it eats the woman. Oh, yeah. that's, and, oh, that's such a great part. But it's so weird because here's the thing that bothers me... Now that I've watched this twice this year, in James's hallucination, the there's like that shot that they use like a thousand fucking times of just like the zoom in of the brain's yeah. face. But the brain didn't have a face yet. Like the brain got the face after it ate the the lady assistant like two minutes later. So I don't like did James predict the face? <laughs> like You know what? I'm just gonna go ahead and say this movie is shit for that continuity error. Yep, you know what? <laughs> I loved it until you just told me that. Yep. <laughs> Opinion of this is completely diminished now. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, well, and the other thing is that the brain is the size of like a like a, maybe like a giant tortoise or something, and it, it like launches at the woman and it attacks the woman. Later on, the brain will take up an entire hallway so that it's impassable and you can't get past, like can't get through. So the size of the brain is constantly like fluctuating as well. Well, it grows. I think he's getting bigger because he's eating. He's eating people now. It's brain food. Oh! Uh, (laughs) Okay, this is what happened. 
when they wanted to write this movie, they they came up with the stupid fucking pun brain food, and then did a bunch of coke and wrote the concept of this movie. Um, so so when he flips his truck trying to get away, that's the one and only time that the brain is telekinetic. It can control the truck and like the electronics and but he doesn't do it doesn't do that anywhere else in the film. Are you talking about where like the steering wheel comes off and stuff like that? Yeah, and 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 like it, the gas is going and the radio's no, going. No, no, uh, I assume that was hallucination. Him hallucinate that. Yeah, yeah. he's hallucinating the tentacles are, and stuff. I don't know. You guys are giving it a lot of credit. I well, mean, no, I, because that's what the whole point of the opening maybe, scene was with the girl hallucinating the tentacles and then killing her mom. Like it. Maybe the brain's just eating people, and that's why it's getting bigger. <laughs> no, no, no. It was definitely telekinesis. Like, come on. <laughs> Rip me one and then try and back up your bullshit. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like no, it's it's him that's at once once the brain gets into your brain, it can control it with hallucinations, and as it hallucinates those tentacles, and then he exactly because then we immediately go to the diner scene where he has a ton of fucking crazy hallucinations at the diner scene, which gets him caught by the uh, the police there, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think he gets chased by the sheriff and arrested at least twice in this movie. <laughs> and it's only like an hour and 25 minutes. How much this, do you want to bet there so was a scene, a scene where he stole a car and he was trying to start it and the sheriff was behind the car shooting bullets? <laughs> There's a decapitation in this movie. I was pretty excited about that. I just can't remember when it happened. It's, we're getting close to it because the, the sheriff catches him and arrests him. But then Blake's assistant shows up and decapitates with an axe right. and decapitates him with like literally not a drop of blood going anywhere. Like in one swift swing, just lobs this head off and there is no blood anywhere. Like they were trying to make a PG thirteen movie, but we're like, but we want to put tits in it. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was the eighties. You can have tits in PG thirteen movies. Not that many tits. Okay, well. Sorry, but okay. who was Blake's assistant? That guy looks super familiar to me. He like, looks like every played... creepy guy in every yeah. horror movie. He's every ever. creepy assistant that has ever existed in the history of horror films. Yeah, okay. Yeah, played like a lot of bikers. I just I recognize him from stuff. Maybe it's George Tyler, Tyler Labine's dad. <laughs> he looks like he's Tyler Labine's creepy uncle. <laughs> He kind of looks okay. like the guy from Too Many Cooks. <laughs> oh, my God. It can't be the same guy, so it must be a reincarnation. Or he's immortal. I, I'm leaning towards immortal. An immortal ugly man. <laughs> he and Clint Howard should get together and fucking talk about their problems. Well, well um, so, so, that's, so the axe thing happens, and this is when like the brain starts using its hypnotic abilities so that anyone who watches the show, he's like convincing them to murder and frame James and his girlfriend Janet for these murders. So, oh, and this has the slowest, driest chainsaw death ever. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Oh man, so, that was so, so right. fucking ridiculous. Like, <laughs> take take a step back, dude. Take a fucking step yeah. back. She's coming at you with the goddamn chainsaw. Like, and he just looks at her. He's like, "Hey." <laughs> Um, okay, I just, I mean, and this is super, super Canadian. You're, you're right. I didn't realize that this movie was so Canadian. The reason that I recognize that guy is because I remember him from a 2002 Canadian TV show called Puppets Who Kill, 
<laughs> oh that my is an god. awesome. Oh my god. <laughs> he he was in a couple episodes of that, and that's where I'm recognizing him. That's oh my god, so fantastic in every single way. So so, so one thing. When the brain is starting to like control people through the TV waves, it keep they keep showing this shot of the brain's teeth quivering. That's not how teeth work. <laughs> it really bugged me because it's like rah, 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 and his teeth would just kind of fucking pulse outward towards the screen. I don't know. That really really stuck with me. I think it's just because the puppet was... is shit. <laughs> no, the brain is probably doing that with telekinesis. <laughs> Adam, you're such a prick. Um, I have, okay, so I don't know if I'm jumping super ahead right now, but the next note that I have says, James and Janet have sex in a science classroom before the brain attacks them. This is not important to the plot in any way. It's just kind of weird that it happens. No, no, no. This is straight Stephen King sex scene because if you've read any Stephen King books, it's always like, oh, we're being chased by this supernatural evil. Better fuck. It's just... <laughs> Sap is every like it's Christine, Carrie, fucking like I don't uh, Cujo probably. I'm pretty sure Cujo's just heard a kid. Cujo involves a woman and her son driving a car. Where's the sex in that? Somebody having sex. At the beginning of that movie, Cujo chased that rabbit into the hole and fucked it. And that's, it. that's how he gets the That's demon. what I was forgetting. So, oh, um, my upward, God. Upward. Upward Adam jumped on that so quickly. <laughs> hey, stop laughing. Fuck off. Sorry. The brain can now control skeletons. Oh my god! I actually I was watching this alone. Thank fucking god! And I I saw the fucking creepy scout, and I was like, dude, So they go back to Doctor Blake's office. Wait, wait, one sec. One sec. One sec. One sec. So there's the sex scene, and then Janet watches like a little bit of the show, right? And then she is immediately like, you're a murderer. You're a murderer. And he's like, come on, you know me. Like, come on, I wouldn't do that, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, here's a real easy fix to this. Hey, Janet, do you remember the giant fucking brain that we saw <laughs> eat our friend? Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. You're not. Okay, I got it. I'm, I'm cured. We're, like, he's, he's, oh my fucking, whatever. Continue. Well, they go to Dr. Blake's office, which like half this movie is in fucking Dr. Blake's office. Like, they just keep leaving it to go back over and over again and dr blake is like obsessed with the brain now and he's got this thing that's... <laughs> so he wasn't obsessed with the fucking brain beforehand well no, he... he created a television show ate it let it eat his assistant like well, brainwashed an entire town but he was like... just kind of he just kind of found the brain to be peculiar before yeah <laughs> <laughs> they should call this movie the peculiar brain <laughs> well like there's that it keeps cutting to the shots of like the like the brain's thoughts and it just keeps popping up on the screen and i got really excited i have a note that just says the brain is trying to sing poison because the, the thing just says i want action <laughs> and, I'm like, and i'm like yeah he does he wants satisfaction all right <laughs> um that alien loves exclamation points. Do you remember that part? Oh yeah, no. He's like 
calling people idiots and shit, and it's just like. 50% exclamation points. Well, okay, so here's the thing I got super confused by because we're getting to the end of this movie already because it, it's it's only like 85 minutes and like an hour of it you could probably but do the, without. The, the, the reason we're so far into the plot is because it's all chase scenes. Yeah. It's all car scenes with nothing happening and people just looking back furtively through the <laughs> rearview mirror. But we're at the best part of this movie, quite possibly, when – little dipshit what's his name billy james. or whatever james but whatever billy james J- billy james okay um yeah he's the fifth member of uh green day yeah. uh so he punched dr blake's head clean off and i was just like reanimator i was hoping that he was brain was gonna like his head was gonna be another brain but didn't happen but like so but here's the thing <laughs> he's like see he didn't even he wasn't even real and i'm like you just How? murdered someone on TV. But like, where did where did he come from? Then, like, where did this play? Like, they there never explain so what clips. he is. Yeah, like, like he punches his head off. Sure, that clearly means that he's not a real person because there's no way James has the strength to punch a head clean off of a body. But like, they don't explain what he what was. He built by the brain. Like, I don't understand what Doctor Blake is. And then. He kills the brain using sodium because we got to bring it back around to the toilet thing. And his yeah, basement and, and is just filled with stuff. <laughs> it's just it, packed it, with the sodium. The basement is packed with garbage. Yeah. And then they get backed up against the wall and the kid looks over. Boom, sodium. Yeah. Okay. And, and it really, is is there enough water in that brain to blow it up? It's like 300 pounds right now. Well, it's a meatball. It's a giant fucking meatball. Yeah. Um, Not that I don't really, love he this just, movie. He, he just seasoned the brain. <laughs> With sodium! Uh, needs more salt. <laughs> yes. Mm, quite. Well, well, the best... So the best part in this movie to me is the final chase scene where the brain is chasing them through the warehouse because yeah. of two things. Thing number one is that you can tell... It's at this point... It's undeniable that the brain is just a giant prop sitting on a cart that's being pushed around. But it's even it's made even more apparent when you see fucking feet coming into the shot when it comes around corners. You can see the feet of the people pushing the cart in the background. Yes. Uh, and it's fantastic. <laughs> like, I love it. It really is a movie that really wants to be something great. And it is... Just they they really put all of their effort into that brain prop, and that was pretty I, much where they stopped. I, I do applaud them for their effort here, and of course because they're Canadian as well. Like bravo, guys! But I, I it might have just been the shitty VHS YouTube rip that we were I was watching. But the whole time I was watching this, I was like, man, if these guys had ten more dollars, this would be a better movie. Like it's so. <laughs> cheap the whole time i'm like oh i'm so sorry guys i wish if i wish this was made today if you had a kickstarter i'd kick in 10 bucks like you need it like it's so bad <laughs> it really i mean we talk about how like low budget some movies have been that we've watched but this might be the worst yeah this may be the lowest budgeted film that we I, but i don't even care it's so cheeky and charming i wish that we could have traded um blood diner's budget and the brain's budget because <laughs> blood diner might actually have been a little more endearing if it had a lower budget um yeah it wouldn't have been so gross yeah it wouldn't have been so hard to watch and then this would be way fucking better with just because these guys 
actually made a half decent, like watchable movie. I, I, this was fun. This is like fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, Blood Diner's so, not fun. No, that's not enjoyable. Yeah, the to problem, watch. So, the, the problem with the brain though is that like it needed another draft or two of a script. Like they needed, they they needed someone to sit down and read the script and be like, "Hey guys, didn't we already write a chase scene? Like I don't understand why." <laughs> <laughs> like, and they're like, "No, man, we didn't. We talked about writing a chase scene, and yeah, that yeah, happened like seven time, times." <laughs> this time, the car's not going to start the first time, and the person with the gun's going to get behind the car, and just as he starts it, that person's going to shoot. No, and no, almost going to shoot. No, Adam, I'm pretty sure we wrote that already. Like, I'm, I, look, I know that Let's I'm the only one. Pod chase guy. Look, I know pod that, chase guy. I know I'm the only one who hasn't done any of the coke yet. I'm pretty sure that all these things that you're saying, we did. Can we please? Can we please just read the script once and then make some changes well, here, to it? Yeah, take take a fucking line. Have a fucking line, <laughs> guys. I don't know about this. Are you sure? <laughs> You know what? You're fucking right. We need one more fucking car chase in here. Really hype it up. Bring in the tension. What do you think? Uh, Whole room full of dukes like, yeah. (laughs) But they didn't start. They start off as Canadians. It's when they take that one sweet sniff of cocaine. They just. (laughs) Guys, I don't know. eh? Do you really think that we should? But that's a few too many car chase scenes. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, <laughs> And now we know how Wolf Cop got made. <laughs> Hi, listeners. I'm Carolina, and I'm Tessa, and together we are Fem Regard Podcast. Mmm, Fem. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. Oh shit! So, what did you guys watch this week? I have been burning my way through more Daredevil. It's so good. Uh, it, it's like blowing the first season out of the water. It's just awesome, Matt. You need to care about comic book TV. <laughs> I, I know the most recent episode of Geekscape. Jonathan basically said uh, I, he was like, "I said that Daredevil season one is the greatest thing that Marvel has ever created." And uh, then they topped themselves with season two of Daredevil. So he's like, that's the biggest recommendation he can give for it. Well, I'm, I, okay, so I haven't finished it, but I, I think it would be hard to beat Daredevil or to beat the Winter Soldier because really Captain America Winter Soldier is, in my opinion, the, the best thing that they've done. But I mean, it's it's all re- it's all relative, so it doesn't. You're also really a big Cap fanboy, you know. Like you're a big Steve I am, fanboy. I am a humongous Captain America fanboy. It also doesn't hurt with the fact that in my life, when people don't know my name, don't know my first name, they confuse Scott with Steve. And there have been more times than I can count when people have called me Mister Rogers because of the fucking TV show. So Steve Rogers is my altered ego name. Right there. So, Steve Rogers, I'm Captain America without the superhero serum. But beyond that, it's just, I mean, Captain America is just a really, really great movie. I watched the season finale of uh, Venture Brothers uh, season six. 
uh, I can't wait to spend another two and a half to three years waiting for another season. So real jacked about that. Um, don't ever get into Ventures Brothers until the series finale. I swear to fucking God, people, just don't do it to yourself. The hiatuses on that show are just extreme, extreme, extreme. Um, and other than that, I've, I've been playing video games. So, But I did want to talk about... Yeah, I've been playing video games. What, what um, video games have you been playing? Fucking Pac-Man? Uh, actually, I was playing... <laughs> oh, shit, what's it called? I've been playing this game called Dead Nation, which is like an overhead zombie shooter, get more guns, level up type thing. Um, oh, okay. But I wanted to talk about... Have you guys seen AMC's Preacher trailer? No. No, is it is it bad? I mean, uh, you guys have both of you read Preacher enough to read... not be ex- excited for the TV yeah, show. Yes, I, com- I complete it. It took me like seven years because I kept getting to issues where I just be like, I don't want to read this anymore. <laughs> right. Uh, it's it's making dramatic changes to. Um, and right off the start, making making dramatic changes. I was like, you could do that whole first whatever collection as a season, and that would be fine. I mean, you get into collection two, and somebody has sex with both a fish and an armadillo. I can't see AMC being okay with that. But right off the ha- right off the hop, they're making a lot of really weird dramatic changes to it. And I mean, how are you going to do the end of that that series where like he tells God, like he's in the desert having a conversation with God, and he like tells him to go fuck like it's like how how are you gonna do that on a tv <laughs> they can't even say the f word on walking dead how the fuck are you gonna do that like i don't know and it's like it was like written by seth rogan seth rogan seth rogan yeah, yeah. like they adapted That's it so tell- weird man it's got all it's weird all up and down tad to toe weird but i'm gonna watch it because i'm just it's got dominic cooper and it's got that guy that was in Misfits that replaced Nathan that everybody hated. And then, I don't know, insert Hollywood chick B, A, or C. I don't know. So I'm going to watch it. But, man, I am fucking wary about that. I might just watch it so I can hate it every week. But, yeah. that's Dude, that's you already have four movie night for that. Yeah, that's true. I have another <laughs> I, podcast that you do where you shit talk the preacher TV show. Yeah, I could do that. I have you guys ever watched The Strain as well? Have you ever seen that? Oh hell no! No, that is like the show you love to hate, man. Everything about that show is god awful, but you cannot turn away from it because you're like, how are they going to top how stupid last week's episode was? <laughs> fucking awesome to watch so this week uh adam will be very excited because i watched episodes two through six of ash versus evil dead finally oh i watched that i keep forgetting it's it's pretty damn good i still think the first episode is like the highlight so far but i like a lot of what's going on the other thing i want to talk about is that uh you know giving another quick shout out to scream factory like i did last week they sent me a blu-ray copy of cherry falls which is coming out on blu-ray is would be out by the time this comes out and I haven't seen that movie in years. I bought it on a whim, and I don't think I paid very much attention when I watched it the first time, because this time that I watched it, I was fucking enthralled. That movie is awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, Megan and I watched it for, for new people. That's that's my wife. Uh, she doesn't like horror, but she likes Cherry Falls. Um, we watched that, I don't know, maybe two years ago together, and uh, it's, it holds up. It's fun. It's a of those slasher, those late '90s slasher flicks. 
I think that that might be one of the, the, the ones that have stood the test of time. I think it's because it's just a little bit sarcastic. Yeah, have you, Adam, have you seen Cherry Falls? I haven't, but I can uh, just, I read your, uh, your Geekscape article review and stuff like that. I can see why Scott's like, why Megan would like it and stuff like that. It seems that's how, it feels uh, like a better Valentine's Day. Like it, if it was caught like a, a good written one of those, like uh like a house on Haunted Hill, Valentine's Day, urban legend, kind of in that area. Am I You're right? You're talking yeah. like disturbing behavior. Cause you know, it's no disturbing behavior. <laughs> no, it is a thousand times better than disturbing behavior. Um, no William Sadler. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's just got that, it's one of those movies where it does the scream thing where you can tell that it's being a satire of a slasher film, yeah. but it doesn't it doesn't go so far into being a satire that it doesn't try to be scary. Like it it tries to have genuine scares in it and it tries to have good deaths and and good gore and a decent plot and like characters are are like super charming there's like that's the thing that i really liked the most about it was that i'm watching it and i'm like wow all these characters are so unique and charming which is like the opposite of disturbing behavior like disturbing behavior is supposed to be about a group of kids who are being transformed into being uniform students and like these weird outlier kids that are like trying to fight against this transformation or whatever but like all of them just seem fucking boring and dull as shit. But then you have like the kid who writes the gossip column for the school newspaper, and he's just like this weirdly eccentric, like looks like the fucking Robert Smith from The Cure, and talks in like real quick uh, social media quips. Like it's just really bizarre. The whole movie's bizarre, and the twist is bizarre, and it's got Jay Moore. <laughs> Fucking Jay Moore's in it. I mean, that's a thing that happens. But yeah, go see, uh, go see Cherry Falls. It's definitely worth uh, picking up on on Blu-ray. I'm actually pretty impressed <laughs> with myself. I owned a, owned a copy of Cherry Falls before you did. I think well, that's like I, own, I need a, I need, I, a, I need a special button for my for my like coat that says that I, I actually owned a movie before you. Well, to rip that button off your coat, I do. Own, I already owned it on. DVD. It was a double DVD with some movie called Terror Tract, starring oh, uh, <laughs> starring John Ritter. They just happened to send me a review copy for Geekscape. Fine. <laughs> well, that was 1988's The Brain. I, I guess it was okay. I, I this movie had so much potential. I, I feel like it is potential that is kind of pseudo wasted because there is a lot of um, a lot of downtime. In the middle of the movie <laughs> is the best way to work. They should have just full mooned it, man. They should have just made it, you know, 80 minutes or 70 minutes or whatever a regular and full movie is. Just fucking slow credits. <laughs> like, yeah, super slow credits. I would uh, watch those credits at, at 1x speed. But we will be back next week as we always are. I actually have never seen the movie that we are uh, discussing next week, so I had to buy well, a copy can I give of a hint? it. Can I give a hint as what it is? Sure, go for it. Scaring someone with a fart. <laughs> <laughs> That's your hint for next week. <laughs> The reason I was late is because somebody had a Bluetooth speaker at work and I kept hijacking into it. 
am playing Touch Myself by the Divine. <laughs> <laughs> so I played, I did that for like five minutes and then I was like, oh shit, I have a podcast I'm supposed to do. It's a worthy you know, reason to be late. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and truly, like, I-, I love that your hijinks, for being such a dark <laughs> fucking person, they're just like so whimsical. <laughs> listeners i'm carolina and i'm tessa and together we are femme regard podcast mm, we are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike we love sharing our experiences as filmmakers what we've learned and what we've gone through and we love bringing on professional industry guests we want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz so come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 